Welcome into the Scoop on Life. So glad to be back with you. Chase here, and I've got Lauren here with me uh, today. It's been a while since we've uh, we've done one together, so it's uh, it's good to good to do this, and I think it's going to be a really good discussion that we're going to be having today. Uh, as you know, Lauren works in a pregnancy center here locally, and uh, and I know Lauren, you've uh, you've gotten a lot of questions. What month and a half ago is when uh, Roe was overturned, and I know a lot of people have been wondering from someone who works in a pregnancy center uh who's on you know the front lines every day how has that changed i mean uh are are you busier now um just what is life like working in a pregnancy center in a post-row world well i think i'd start first of all by saying it's not that different as in regards to what we do um if roe had not been overturned on june 24th we would have shown up to work uh, that next Monday and done the same thing that we have always done. And so it's similar in a lot of ways, just because the work that we have still exists. And, you know, I think sometimes when people think about pregnancy centers, they think that it's just a place where women who are seeking an abortion go looking for options. And that's, that's just not true. Yes. That's a vital part of who we are and what we do. And we want to seek to meet those women where they are. But another huge aspect of what pregnancy centers do Um, Another huge aspect of that is parenting classes where when women make sometimes the tough decision to parent um, and they need help, they need resources, maybe they don't have anybody supporting them for these pregnancy centers to come alongside them and say, we will support you. We'll help you. Um, You can take these classes where you can earn all these free items um, for your baby, you know, whether that's diapers, wipes, car seats, whatever. And so that's a huge aspect of it as well. So even if, you know, Roe hadn't been overturned, our work would have continued. Um, But it has been overturned. And so how does that look different? Well, obviously, we're receiving a lot more phone calls, just asking questions about what's legal in the state, what's not. Um, But it has it has changed because um, we are existing as a pregnancy center for the first time in a post Roe America, right? Like, our our personal our, you know, our pregnancy center here locally, Hope Women's Services has never existed in a world that Roe didn't. And so we're in the process of navigating that, like what needs to change, what needs to look different? Um, how can we better reach um, the women in our community, in our area who feel desperate because maybe they um, think abortion is their only option and now it's illegal. So what do they do? Who do they turn to? So how do we reach them? How do we market them? So obviously some of our strategies are changing. Some of the ways that we're seeking to reach them, engage with them are changing, but then also to say, okay, abortion's illegal. Um, more women are going to have to make the choice to parent. And so how can we be there for them? How can we support them? How can we have the things that they need to provide for their baby? Um, how can we help teach them how to be you know, good moms and good dads? And so some of those things are changing a little bit, but our goal in our ministry is the same, you know, whether abortion is legal or not. And so hasn't changed much in some areas, but then just other ways that we're trying to reach women who maybe wouldn't have reached out to us before. Um, some of those things are a little different. And I know you mentioned uh, getting the calls and uh, from from women uh, who who may want an abortion, but obviously it's illegal um, in the state of Alabama where we live. But is it actually is it is it still possible for a woman still to get an abortion, even though it's illegal here in the state? Could could a woman still get an abortion in Alabama? Well, of course. So you think about well, 
murder is illegal. Um, stealing is illegal. Uh, you think about all the things that are illegal. Do those things still happen? Of course. Well, we, we know because the heart is wicked and people are per evil um, in their, you know, when, when you're not in a relationship with the Lord, you know, you live as a, as a wicked sinner. And so um, just because something is illegal doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. And, um, and that's why we are careful to tell people that abortion is a gospel issue because it's a, it's a issue that it's not a political issue. It's an issue that comes about when people are not in right relationship with God, um, that we take matters in our own hands. We take life in our own hands. So yes, it will still happen. How it will happen. I mean, there are a lot of people out there that, um, you know, they just use fear tactics like, oh, we need to make abortion legal because people are going to you know, get them in a back alley, all these arguments trying to give reason why it should be legal. And you think if you applied that to murder or whatever else, that it would just, it would be, it would be um, foolish to try to make that case for something wrong just so that it can be safer. But um, like, for instance, you know, there may be, there may be ways where an abortion doctor in, you know, California or any other state where abortion is still legal could try to prescribe, you know, the abortion pill to somebody in Alabama. Now, if he were caught doing that, um, he would probably lose his license and he would probably be charged to some degree. Um, but just because it's illegal doesn't mean it's impossible nor, you know, that it's not going to happen. And so I'm, I'm sure it will. There, there are other ways women can obtain abortion pills, um, whether it's traveling or by mail. Um, again, there are high risks there that if the person sending them is caught, but still, uh, it's, it's going to happen for sure. And during COVID that was big, the, uh, getting them in the mail. Yes. Uh, so they, they can't now with, with uh with since the law has been overturned they it can't come through the mail right right so before an uh, abortion doctor in alabama if a girl from here reached out to somebody in you know tuscaloosa or mobile or whatever for the abortion pill it could have just been mailed to them and you know during covid we heard it was for safety reasons right uh don't go to the abortion office and, and get an abortion so you don't get covid you know it sounds silly to say it out loud but that's the reasoning they used um it's a it was a money tactic as well they weren't having to see the patient but yes so a doctor in alabama you know wouldn't be able to legally prescribe that even uh through the mail or anything like that and i know uh you and i have talked just on our own about the abortion pill reversal uh do you see that being something that pregnancy pregnancy centers can use can can give out and and you may just want to Tell a little about what that is and, and how that can be used. For sure. A ton of people don't actually know about abortion pill reversal, which I'll reference as APR. So the way the abortion pill, the typical abortion pill, RU486, is going to work is it's two two different medicines that are taken at two different times. So the first one is basically a progesterone blocker. And then uh, a period of time later, the second pill is taken, which would induce labor. Um, there is something called abortion pill reversal that, um, heartbeat international helps, uh, put out or they, they are the, the hosts of that. And, um, what it is basically is high, uh, it's a high dosage of progesterone given over a period of time taken every day, maybe multiple times a day, um, to try to just get the body back producing that progesterone. And it can be successful. If, if anyone's interested, you can just simply look up abortion pill reversal. It may be abortion pill reversal, uh, dot com or it's very easy to find and you'll be able to see success stories where women who maybe they took that first pill and then you know a few hours later maybe 10 hours later they they changed their mind they realized i don't i don't actually want to do this i don't want to go through with this 
Well, at that point, they've just taken that progesterone blocker. And so it is possible. It's not, there's not a hundred percent success rate. There's not a hundred percent guarantee that it will work. It depends on how long it's been since she's reached out for help, how long since she got the pill. Um, and so, but if she can get that, uh, APR, that, that high level of progesterone back into her body, there is a chance that she could still save her baby. And so it, and it works. Um, it's really cool to go online and read some of those stories and see some of the videos of, women who have changed their mind and seeing their, their babies uh, later after they're born. It's really cool. Um, and so one thing that we are looking into, cause we haven't currently been before is how can pregnancy centers become abortion pill reversal providers? So a girl in our area, maybe say does get the abortion pill and she takes that first dose. Um, maybe she has a change of heart. She realizes I don't actually want to do this. Is it too late? She reaches out to us. Um, it would just take away one step for, for us having to say, Oh, we don't have it, but, Here's a website you can go to, see if they can get it to, like, where is the closest place that she can get this? Um, and so we are looking into that as a center, how we can provide it. But there are pregnancy centers in the country that are already providers. Maybe they have NPs on staff um, and they are able to just ha- either have it on hand or be able to call in a prescription. And because it is just a high level of progesterone, um, we're hoping it's not going to be a too complicated process for us because we do want to have that, um, the ability, whether it's something we have in our office or something that we have the ability to call in through a NP or our doctor or whatever. Um, so that if we do have a woman call and she's been in that position and she's changed her mind, that we have an option for her yeah that's that's really good that that's even an option now um and and as things change i'm sure more uh things like this will will come uh as someone who works in pregnancy centers you're in there uh daily um if someone's you know out there thinking well how how can i just pray for for pregnancy centers for people who work in pregnancy centers what would you say to that Well, I'd say two things. If you're going to pray for us and sinners like us, pray about how you can be involved. Like, for instance, I think sometimes people think, oh, volunteering at a pregnancy center is like a big commitment and I need to not have to have a job. You know, that's not true. There's so many ways that you can can help a pregnancy center. So whether you're local and it's our pregnancy center in Anniston or you live somewhere else is just find your local center and call them and ask what they need. Maybe you don't have time to volunteer. Maybe you can just call and say, Hey, I'm running to the store later today. What could I grab for you guys that is helpful? And I guarantee you, they're not going to say, Oh, we don't need anything, whether it's snacks for the patients or bottled water for the patients or, oh my goodness, we're really low on wipes. Could you grab some wipes while you're there? They're going to they're gonna offer some tangible way for you to help. Um, we have a lady coming tomorrow to our center that's going to help clean out a storage closet, right? She didn't have time in her regular work schedule to come, you know, give this big chunk of time, but she gets off at 12 on Friday. We're not open after one on Friday. She said, what can I do? You know, Friday afternoon. And we listed off a few things. So she's coming to do a job that nobody else would probably want. And so pray about how you can be involved, whether it's, you know, giving financially to support the work that the ministry is doing, or, you know, grabbing an extra pack of diapers when you go shopping this week and dropping them off, whatever that looks like for you. But then also, um, just in, in terms of praying for us, um, Pray for the staff and the volunteers. Um, I know that we are tired just because there have been um, a lot of changes that we've had to think through and, and evaluate. You know, what, what changes do we need to make? What's what's the next step for our center? Because um, like I said, we've never existed when Roe didn't. And so what do we need to change going forward? How can we better serve families in our communities? Not just the moms, but the dads and the families in the community. Um, so for strength and endurance there for sure. Um, and then just as we seek to better 
to better reach those in our community um, where now in our state that abortion is illegal. And so centers across the United States, I know, would say the same things. Um, we're just trying to reach them and reach them well and to love them well. And so pray for us to do that in a way that honors the Lord, but also that loves the woman and the and the family involved with that as well. Lots going on in pregnancy centers all over the country uh, right now. And uh, lots of good things happening in our post row world and uh we appreciate you for for listening for supporting the scoop on life and uh we will be back with you very soon for another edition of the scoop on life we'll talk to you then